You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Okay, we're back on The Worker's Mic on WGN. I am Phil Davidson, your fill-in host for this morning from the Mid-America Carpenters Union, here with my uh, the head of the show and host Ken Edwards from the MCL. I appreciate you saying head of the show, by the way. And yeah. I also like fill-in, and your name is Phil. It works. Yeah. Was that unintentional? Yes. Okay. Well, you're much funnier than Ed, by the way. And, oh, well, thank you. Yeah, and better looking. Ed would probably disagree with that, but I'll Who take cares? it. Who cares? He's not here. I'll take compliments. Yeah, he'll never hear this. Uh, I am basically the Robin to your Batman. This is, <laughs> this is your show. So Switching gears, um, we, we have a serious topic to discuss, and, and it's one that I think is not discussed enough, uh, especially publicly, um, and that is the unfortunate um, issue of drugs alcohol addiction issues um especially in the building trades um just overall mental health as well but overall you know life in general working class working people actually it cuts across everybody you know it doesn't matter whether you're a doctor lawyer or a carpenter um but but we have we have a guest and why don't you introduce our guest yes i am uh very happy to bring on the show um a member of the carpenters union a delegate from Carpenters Union Local 1, and a uh, steward, uh, Myron Dent. Welcome, Myron. Good to be here with you this morning. Yeah, we appreciate your coming down. Myron has an interesting story, and, you know, we're here to hear it. Let's let's just start from the beginning. Sure. Know? I think maybe just um, to introduce yourself, Myron, tell a little bit about, you know, how long you've been in the union, um, you know, where you're working currently, kind of the role that a steward plays on the job site, just to cover some of that uh, introductory information, and then we'll get into some more of the, uh, the details that we discuss at the top of the, uh, the segment here. Roger that, Phil. Well, I started in 2000, and it was rough in the beginning, you know, starting uh, something new, learned how to build, and eventually joined the, the, best, the best local I, can, I, think, uh, I think it is. It's the best local, local one. And um, did, you come, did, you, did you come in as an apprentice? Yes. You did? Okay. Yes. I actually went to uh, Lakeland College uh-huh. and did the building trades there. Uh-huh. Got two years' worth of credits and then joined the apprenticeship when I came home. And that's how you were able to get in? Yes. Got it. Yes. And then moved forward from there. Became a steward quite quickly, really. Yeah. I was I was involved as an apprentice. And, and tell, tell them what a steward does. Sorry to interrupt. What, what's a steward's role? A union steward's job is to protect the interests of the council, more especially the local. And you enforce, yeah. you enforce the contract? Enforced, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Enforced is a strong word, but it's a lot. It's a lot the steward can do, but it's also a lot that we shouldn't do. And you are also the first line of defense, so to speak, right? Because you're actually on the job site, so you're not a business agent that goes from job to job. You're literally on that job site itself, correct? Exactly. I'm an extension of the business agent. That's right. And so if somebody has an issue, they generally go to the steward first, correct? Exactly. Right. And Members you, and contractors. Yep. And you try and resolve it, and if you can't resolve it, then it goes up to the business agent? Yes. Okay, that's awesome. And by the way, how much do you get paid for doing that? Uh, 5201 an hour. No. How much do you get paid extra for being a steward? Oh, 5201 <laughs> <laughs> 
First of all, you get paid fifty two dollars and one cent an hour. That's a, that's a damn good union wage. Yes, uh, it is, sir. My point was that you don't get a penny exactly. extra for being a exactly. You, you get a bunch of. I head- got you. You got headache. I got you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but first of all, yeah. Thanks for being a steward. I'm um, there for the guys. I don't uh, I don't do it for myself. It's a byproduct that I get paid for it. Yeah, I'm there for the membership. The stewards are the cream of the crop. Yeah, no question about it. Yep. And they have the most thankless job in the union. But uh, let's move backwards now. You you have an interesting backstory, and, and and it's why you're here. Let's start from you know your youth. Like what happened? Well, youth was rough. Yeah. Uh, my mother was a single parent, so things were things were rough. She did the best she could. I, I know that now with four kids of my own. Yep. And but it's me and my wife together doing it, so I know how it was now. Yeah. But then it was. It drove me drove me to the streets. Okay. I went for I went looking for what I couldn't get in the streets, and I found. Of course, you're gonna find what you're looking for. Sure. I found it, and um, it took me down the path. I on the path that I didn't want to stay on long, but I wound up I wound up there spending more time than I should have. Yeah. How long? Uh, a good ten years, fifteen yeah. years. Yeah. Probably probably longer than that. Mm-hmm. But it was the time that I spent there shaped the person that that you see in front of you right now. What do you mean by that? Well, those rough times, yep. Those you know, starving times helped me become the person that I am now. Gotcha. That's the reason why I am the way I am now. It's the reason why I I take things serious now. There is no, oh well, they just doing that. It's okay. No, that's no, uh-uh. no. You need to follow the rules. Yep. Or you're gonna or or you're gonna meet who I like to call the stew jag. You don't want to do that. What does that mean? Mm, he's kind of a person that when I let come out. The contract is like, where, where's Myron at? I said, well, you didn't want Myron. You wanted this new Jag. That's what you got now. <laughs> uh, I want no part of that. So, for the record. so, so you're, it was drugs, correct? Yes. And you're chasing, you know, whatever the high was. Yeah. Right? Obviously, there's no good end to that. Right. Right. I mean, it doesn't. It never ends well. No, it doesn't. Right. Jails, no. institutions, and death. There you go. That, that's what it. That's how it ends. One is too many, and a thousand is never enough. That's exactly right. For me, it could never be enough. Yeah, of course. Um, and so you, what, went into rehab? Yes. Yes, I went to an outpatient. I actually had a little bit too much. I just wasn't feeling good. Mm-hmm. I wasn't working. I just wasn't in my right frame of mind. Yep. I had done done some things that I wasn't proud of. Uh-huh. I left my family. I was just low. I was at a, that was a real low point, low, yep. real low. Yeah. And I knew that I, something different had to happen or something bad was going to happen right i could i just could feel it yeah so i checked myself into an outpatient and went religiously Mm -hmm. the three nights that i needed to go yep outside of that i made meetings until meetings made sense they didn't understand they make sense in the beginning but sure they made sense after a while yeah and the one thing that i i learned while i was there was that if i didn't really want this it wasn't i wasn't going to get it there was no such thing as, well, you need this. No, <laughs> a lot of people need the program. A lot of people need to not do this or that. Sure. If you don't want a better life or you don't want to be drug free or you don't want to be alcohol free, then you're not going to have, you're not going to be right. It's just not going to happen. And you had a wife and kid, right? Yes. Oh. At that time I had all, it was all of them. You had all the kids already. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And so. I mean, you certainly had an impetus for it, right? You had a, a reason to do it. But, you know, like you said, if you don't want it, it just doesn't happen. And I've watched, you know, many guys, unfortunately, give it all away. Ken, you can try for you can try for wife and kids if you want to. Right. I yeah. guarantee you it won't work. Right. 
Why? You got you have to give yourself a chance. Yeah. Period. Right. Period. And That's you, all so, there is to it. So and you did it. Yeah. Okay. And, and it took. Oh, I won't. I won't <laughs> I'm gonna back you up just a little bit. Go ahead. I didn't do it. It's an ongoing process. You I, still have to do it. Yeah, got it. That makes sense. You, yep. you, you, you got to keep going. You got to play the tape all the way out. So you're doing it every day. Yeah. Okay. You can't stop. Yeah, I got it. If you stop, yeah, you never know. But you got clean. Yes. Okay. And from there, you got into the carpenters. Mm, it was more of a while I was in kind of thing. I got you. I'm going. Yeah. So okay. and, and maybe we could talk about that a little bit about how much. You know, you, you see people struggling on job sites, and you know now that you are someone who's known as being sober, and um, you know someone who can help someone out who's who is having their own struggles. Um, is it, you know we know it, it is an issue, and like we said before, it's not just the building trades, but it seems to be you know especially um, you know acute there just because of the nature of the work. It's a lot of people going through a lot of aches and pains on a daily basis. They're looking for ways to self medicate. Um, but you know what resources are you able to provide and and uh, help to you know people that you know within your local within other trades about hey man help us out there if you need it yes yes as an ambassador as a, as an ambassador to the Mid America Carpenters Regional Council I feel that um, the programs that our EST Paranar has 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 in place are working believe it or not those are the same programs that I used is that right oh yeah. So they have the members have access to this. Oh yeah, the and members then, have and, access. And if you're just tuning in, uh, you know we're, we're we're talking to Myron right now, who's a, a, a carpenter. Um, would you say recover, recovering yes. addict? Yes, uh, and grateful recovering yes. addict. I'm, I'm, I'm actually grateful. Grateful you said it like that, and I didn't put the ed after it. Right, <laughs> that would have hurt me. Yeah. I probably would have to jump over there at you. <laughs> Listen, the I'm battle much, continues. I'm, I'm much. I'm much. Bigger. I'm much bigger than y'all kicking. <laughs> I can attest Ken is lying about that. That's absolutely true. I'm lying about that. So that's why it's on the radio. But listen, so you, so, and, and I want to make this clear that, you know, you know, your your story is a success story at the moment. It's ongoing. It's an ongoing every single day, right? You know, I only so, take so, it one day at a time, that's right. Ken. That's it. That's you right. you and, literally and that, have to. And that, and that makes sense. And I have, you know, for those of you that don't know, I was a lawyer for the operators for many, many years, and before that, the newspaper union. And, you know, I would watch lots of my members that, like you said, that, you know, they would piss away these jobs that were paying, you know, in the public sector, 35, 40 bucks an hour, but year round, full time pensions, health insurance, you know, vacation time. I mean, just amazing jobs. And they would literally throw it away for the bottle or for marijuana or for cocaine. And now, like Phil said, and I think it's a good point, and this is what gets real tough, is guys in the building trades and, and women, everybody, they work tough jobs. Yes. And they get injured, right? And then they get, you know, they get shoved down their throat. You know, here's a bunch of Oxycontin. And then they get addicted to it. And then when they're out of that, you know, they get try a bite on the street or they moves to heroin. And I mean, it's just an absolute tragedy. And, you know, I think that the point the, and the reason that we wanted to have Myron on and tell the story is that, you know, number one, uh, I think it's good to see, you know, somebody that that's in recovery and is doing well. Number two is that there is help. Yeah, help is available. And, and that, that there's no question about it that you can't throw a rock without hitting an AA meeting, an NA meeting, a CA meeting, a Gamblers Anonymous, whatever whatever it is. I've been to meetings with my members. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've watched some of them, you know, get themselves clean 
and write letters to the union say, hey, you know, thank you so much. That was great. And I've watched other members die, like literally die from drugs and alcohol. And, you know, that, that's the end. I, I will say this. Um, number one, I appreciate your coming on the show and being open and honest. I think that's really, you know, quite frankly, brave and, yes, and important. Absolutely. Uh, and it, it means a lot to us. And number two, you know, if you have – I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, the public – that if you have an issue, whether your union or not issue, look, if your union, your union has resources, period, right? You call their health and welfare department, call the union hall. You know, some unions have their own uh, programs inside, right? I know the operating engineers, Local 150, where I come from, says, hey, you have a drug and alcohol problem called Brother So-and-So. Yep. You know, and if you don't have any of those resources, feel free to call 800 433 2099, which is the MCL, and I will physically either take you or point you in the right direction and make sure that you get to where you need to go. And But like Myron said, and I'm going to say this again, you have to want it. It has to be it, yeah. something that you want. Nobody's going to recover for you, right? Or, you know, yeah, yeah. like you, you got to literally want to do it. Yes, you do. Yes, and, you do. And so. And reach out to your brothers and sisters on the job site. I think word spreads pretty quickly uh, who's sober and who can yeah, provide that assistance. Uh, yep. Reluctantly, it, it did. I battled with it. I, I couldn't sleep for, for, for some nights because I was, I had committed, made a commitment to telling some people who knew me for over 20 years that, yeah, I have, I have a problem. Well, I had a problem, and it's an ongoing thing. People are going to look at me differently. Sure. People are going to probably, you know, say things that they probably wouldn't want to say to me, but mm-hmm. they're going to say it around me or behind me. And, man, I just didn't want to be looked at like that. I didn't want, I didn't want that stigma. I didn't want to be, you know. Yeah, I got it. I didn't want it, but I thought about the person that wasn't me that didn't have the experience that I had. Right. And I said, if I can just help one person, sure, then why not? Yeah. And then it started to feel a little bit better. I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep last night because I knew, I was thinking about today. Like I'm finna do this again. Like, what are you? What are you doing? Sorry, you gonna double down again? Like, oh my goodness! Sorry, you're, you're helping a lot of people. Yeah, I, I, I think you are as well. You, I mean, look, you know, all of us in the union movement are trying to, you know, push push that ball forward and, and help. You know, I don't care if you touch two people out there today that listen and go, you know, this guy cleaned up. I can do it as well. Right. And and we really appreciate your coming here today. And and thank you. Thanks. Thanks yeah, for having me. Absolutely. Thank you, Myron. Yeah, you are listening to Workers Mike 720 WGN.